Welcome back to another edition of the Single Track Session. I am your host, Eric Manning. We are Single Track Session number 144. And I just wanted to hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. Mine sucked. Sick. Snowed out. Didn't make it to where I needed to go. Pretty bummed, but we will live. Um, but I hope everybody had a good, happy, healthy Thanksgiving, whatever that entails in your neck of the woods and your dietary restrictions slash preferences. So yeah, let's uh, let's get after it. We got uh, just our normal format we're going to go down today. I want to bring up a couple previous episodes. We had uh, episode 142 with Megan Flipphone Martinez, as well as our Christmas gift guides, uh, 143 and so on. So I hope you enjoyed those episodes. Next week, go ahead and look. It's going to be our last show for 2019, and then I'll be taking a couple weeks off, and then I'll have one more single track session as well. Um, but we will talk to Jim Skaggs. He just came back from Nepal and did uh, part of the Annapurna Circuit. So we want to talk to him and get some information about uh, what he experienced, what his thoughts are, because we like to talk those adventure run stuff, not just races, not just any, just adventure stuff. So that should be a fun show. And then just like I mentioned, a reminder, I will take some time to myself. I think it's like a week, week and a half um, at the end of the year for Christmas and New Year's. But uh, we will be back in 2020, and I'm super psyched for that year to begin. Um, let's start off with the beer of the week. This week's beer of the week is something that's moved right up my list. It is super tasty. It's from Illuminated Brew Works. It is Junior Astronaut Juice. Junior Astronaut Juice, 6%. It is a double dry hopped IPA. Um, super good. It really is a good drink. Um, cool little label with, uh, you guessed it, an astronaut on there. Um, but yeah, give it a shot. Again, from Illuminated Brew Works, um, Junior Astronaut Juiced. It is a double, die, double dry hopped in Burnt City Brewing, Chicago, Illinois. So go Cubs, Chicago, Illinois. So that's our, our beer of the week. I think you'll enjoy that one. Very smooth drinking beer, not over, over hoppy. Um, really good finish, so hope you enjoy that. Let's get into a few race results this weekend. Uh, we did have a, a big 100-miler. Um, the Brazos Bend 100 down in Texas, and Pat Reagan has been tearing it up this year. Uh, 12.21. 12.21 for a 100-miler. That's pretty sick. Um, super fast. Next up, uh, <clears throat> Ryan Montgomery, 12.59, and Ronnie Deltzer was third in 13.21. That's 100 miles, 13.21. I think my first Squaw Peak 50 was at 13 hours, so, huh. Maybe I should have moved a little quicker. Uh, on the women's side, um, kind of the same. Some big, you know, some big names on the women's side as well. Um, let me find. I'm gonna check something while I'm talking to you here. I was prepared for sure, but I am gonna go back here. So yeah, on the women's side, it was. What? Blah, 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 blah. I, I don't know her last name, so I was trying to actually kind of Google search that. Julie. Kaifetz, that's the best you're getting. K-H-E-Y-F-E-T-S um, came in with a win there. Um, so congratulations there. Uh, Denise Barasa just finished in 1701 for second and third place with Sarah Moore. Sarah Moore, 1837. How ironic. Uh, first place was at 1534. Um, we also have the California International Marathon, which gets a lot of lot of love and a lot. You see a lot of uh, trail runners jump over, especially in that race. It's a uh, Obviously, you know, Olympic marathon trials qualifier. 
But uh, some big names over there. And then uh, I want to just touch base because if you did or didn't know, hot topics are up, and that's the Western States 100 Lottery. The Western States 100 Lottery uh, took place this past weekend. We touched on it briefly in the first Christmas gift guide episode with uh, Preston Wood. Um, But there's going to be a lot of stout runners back for uh, 2020. Um, On the women's side, you're going to get eight of the top ten from last year. On the men's side, you get seven of the top ten plus some new notables um, with automatic entries. With automatic entries, you have like Magdalena Bollet, Jorge Maravilla, Ryan Montgomery, but you also have the golden ticket races that are that are coming quick, so there's a lot of opportunity. You have Bandera in January, the 100K, Black Canyon 100K in February, Georgia Death Race in March, Lake Sonoma 50 in April, and in April to wind it out is the Canyons 100K on April 25th. So there are many more tickets up for grabs to make this yet another sensational race uh, on the men's side jim wamsley's not returning um which you know could open up the field a little bit um on the women's side you got the top five coming back um so and adding like a magdalena bullet some other names so gonna be a fast race again this year but i but i was watching this weekend um when that was all going down and it came back you hear a lot about the lottery right the lottery process how it sucks they need to do this they need to do that and this comes around obviously a few times a year especially during you know western hard rock are kind of the two big ones um and folks i just don't honestly and i'm not saying it works i'm not saying anything i just don't know how you would change it because i think any idea you had there's going to be another side to it that's why it wouldn't work so I kind of give the, the RDs a little, okay, this is how it's done for a long time. Maybe there's some few tweaks here and there, but there's no, I don't say fair, but it, I mean, maybe you can say that. It's probably as fair as I can, but there's no like true process, I think, that you could put in place to make this just open all around, right? Because people are like, oh, they, they select favorites, there's tickets stuck together, there's all this. But at the end of the day, I, I there's always going to be an issue with a lottery, um, and, you know, Hard Rock, we've dealt with that one in the past, talking about it, and there's a few others. But uh, I, I just don't think there's a fix to it. And I've been racking my brain reading some of the comments, some of the articles to see what people's thoughts are. And I'm like, oh, that's a good, oh, that wouldn't work. Oh, that's it. No, that wouldn't work. Or that wouldn't work. Wait a minute. That could be a good idea. Um, man, I tell you, if you could come up with a, a sweet little fix, you might be on to something because I, I got nothing. You know, there's there's, you know, if they've run it, X amount of times they DNF, they can't put in the next year or two, um, all kinds of things. But the, obviously it's harder and harder to get into these races, and it's not going to get easier. It's just going to continue to get harder and harder. And the bummer part about it is if you want to run the race, right? I think in most times you can go run the course. But if you want to run the race, your odds just aren't good anymore. <laughs> and it sucks because especially with Western and Hard Rock, they're just so iconic. And I know there's so many people that love and just would love that opportunity but you just may not get it and that's the sad part it just you know it'd almost be nice if you could you know run multiple races on that course um through the times of the year right or maybe you i don't know stagger i don't know just do something so more people can get on it so you could do western states 100 a right or something which is like the race and then the the second one same course same everything but you know, maybe a different weekend and maybe you name it something a little tweak it. I don't know. But it's just sad that people can't take in the experience that truly, truly want to. Um, not to say that people aren't that are in it don't. Obviously, you do because there's a commitment to it. But 
it's just unfortunate at the end of the day because there's so many, uh, and there's a lot of other good races, but I know a lot of people want to run these specific ones for different reasons. Um, but yeah, that's just, I don't think there's a fix. And even though there's more races, like more races are popping up and I will applaud some marketing on some of these races. Simple fact that as soon as Western's lottery was over, people like, Hey, you didn't get into Western come to our race. I think that's fantastic. There's more races, but there's still more people that want into these select races. So it just makes it more difficult. And I really hope, you know, there something could change to make that a little different, but I just don't know what that is. So if you have any ideas, shoot them over. We can talk about it. Let's talk. It's talk. You're on the radio with your host. You know, we could talk about it, but um, I don't know if it can truly be fixed. Um, what else is in the news? So yeah, I was checking it out and I know it's probably been out there, but Orca's uh, from Destination Trails, Orcas now has a 200-mile option, so another 200 race pops up. Um, this one is on Orcas Island. It's running in conjunction with they have a 50-mile marathon, half marathon. Uh, it's going to be May 2020. Registration is open, and it's okay. This is a 200-mile event, 595 bucks. If you want to run a 200 and money stopping you, this is the one. Not to say it's 600 bucks isn't more and there's travel and lodging i get that but when you're talking you know four digits up that's that makes a lot of people not well not not want to well you may not want to but maybe some people can't this one's a little bit better priced at 595 it's sort of a figure eight type course i was taking a look at it and you do it seven times i would struggle with that seven times because you're always going to go back to these same spots you might go i'm not even look at the race so Bear with me. I'm imagining you go to start finish where your car is, where the fire is, where the blanket is, where you can hang out. And now it's 200, so you're gonna be doing that. But boy, I'd be that's a that's a mental stressor for me. I mean, you got the point to point on some of these 200s where you can still drop, but the convenience may not be as good. Um, and again, I'm just not a loop guy. Like I am not loopy. Um, but it still looks like a cool course. I mean, the island's cool. There's six over 60,000 feet of ascent and descent, and your cutoff's 104 hours. So if you're looking for a 200 and you wanted to do one, the, the location is breathtaking, so there's that. Um, but it is a little bit less as well. Um, I'd like to see how that one goes. But even some of those 200s now are getting lotteries, so it could be a good opportunity, especially this first year where maybe it's not as big yet. You know, it might just slowly get bigger to where you have a hard time getting into that. So... Anyway, congratulations to uh, Candace and her team for throwing together another 200. Let's keep that calendar rocking a little bit to spread some people out so I can get into some races. Uh, next up, so I was asked to do a, this is going to be outside my comfort zone, but I might even share it because it's fun. I was asked to write a uh, an article for a local magazine uh, in her outdoor section. And it's ironic, it's not going to be about trail running, it's going to be fat biking. So whatever, that'll be interesting. So that'll come out in January. I thought it was kind of fun. Just a little local thing here and there. Um, and we have had a few people l- recently within the last week or two reach out to be on the show and I'm so looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it, it's open, right? Manners at trailmanners.com. Even if you have a suggestion, right? Maybe you know somebody that's shy. They don't think, you know, they'd be a good story or whatever. Uh, you know, let's figure it out, right? Let's get some people on here. We got a good schedule coming up for January. I'll just boil down to uh, scheduling, but we look pretty good. We got some solid guests, and I'm really excited for that. So let's see where we at. So it's December 12th when this show launches. When some of you listen to this podcast, 
I'm going to be in Disneyland. But I get to Disneyland on Sunday the 15th. So it gives you a little time as my faithful, trusted, and I use that word big, trusted, because I trust listeners. I'm going to Disneyland. If you got any tips for me, let me know. I'm taking my two daughters. It's going to be crowded. I get it. But it's about the experience and the memories. But if there's some little tips and tricks you got for me, let me know. I've been a few times, but I'm always open for new stuff. Pretty excited to see the new Star Wars ride, some of the tweaks they made. But I'm not going to lie, you can make fun of me all you want. I really do like Disneyland. During Christmas, super fun. So if you got any tips, send them my way. Manners at trailmanners.com. Post it on Facebook. Whatever you feel comfortable with, I'm looking forward to it. Best thing to eat, best thing to do. I get I'm paying 50 bucks a churro probably, but I, you know, I'm going to have a churro. Let me know. Um, I also want to bring up the community page. There's been a little confusion there, um, and I just want to hopefully, if you're listening, to clear it up on, on Facebook. We've got our Trail Manners Facebook page. I've had it for years, five years, and you know that's where we have all our contests and all our you know shares and blah, blah, blah. I, I did open a community page, which is private. And for the simple fact, I, I too, am, um, when I am on Facebook, I see some of the other pages out there, and I'm whatever, right? They are what they are. And I see some negativity, some trolling, some just stuff maybe that you don't want to see. Um, and that's why I did this. Is It's also a place that's a little safer. I call it safe. It's a place I'd want to hang out in this little uh, community lounge. Uh, to ask questions, be comfortable, ask for advice. Because you have to be approved to get in. And the people that are in there are just, you can just tell, right? They're just good people. And if you're not, I could be the bouncer. And I just get to bust you out the window. So it is a community page. You can find it on our our um, Trail Manners Facebook page, but uh, I recommend, or I shouldn't say recommend, I encourage and invite you all uh, to come check that out, especially when we get into race season. I know there's a lot of people say, hey, I want to run this race. What do you think? Or what should I do here? And I think it'll, it's just going to be a place where you can get an honest answer. Not to say it's not going to have some fun stuff in there as well, but it's not going to have any of the, the trash of, oh, someone asked this, why don't you you know search for it or blah, blah, blah. Have fun. Come on over. And then on our Strava page this past week, um, we like to go over our top three in the categories they list. That way it's no work for me. Distance, total run time, and climbing. So Andrew Smith, 101.3 miles in distance, and his total run time was 16.45. Climbing was Shalice Morgan at 19.859. And why we're talking about climbing, friend and friend of the show that's been on Aaron Hill didn't a million uh, feet of vert for the second year in a row. Um, really cool post on that, and she's just a beast and just the nicest person you'll meet. So congratulations to her um, for that crazy, wacky, awesome way to go accomplishment. Um, but on the distance side, you got Andrew Smith at 101, Christian Morgan 80.5, and Larry Adams 77.6. Runtime: Andrew Smith, Larry Adams, and Andy Noyes, and climbing: Shalice Morgan. And the one we just mentioned, Aaron Hill, followed by Jeremy Haddock, another great friend of the show. So that's our, our Strava group for the week that we like to talk about. And next up, folks, you guessed it, it's Woody Footy time. Where did your feet take you? Something that we are so happy to be partnering and de- when working with Turtle. Um, who got into Western States? Who just put on his capstone races this past weekend? Who is just an awesome dude? Down there in St. George, Utah, he is a real estate agent with Caldwell Banker, is sponsoring the Woody Footy Hats that I am patiently slash kind of impatiently waiting to come in, but I do have my list, so you'll get them. Um, I've seen the the logo. We're just tweaking it, but it is getting impatient. 
but I'm trying to be a nice fella. So anyway, let's uh, let's hit some Woody footies while, while we're here. There's some great photos this weekend. Some, uh, uh, well, just got him Trill Manners, took a picture of a tree in a mountain. was pretty cool. Amanda Keel, Molly's Nipple, a little owned trail near her town, which I'm not sure the town, but the formation, yeah, that's, an amp, that's a good name. Amy Butler uh, in Vermont, she had a killer photo um, on like a dirt road with a friend. Uh, Jill um, with a dog, cool little house in the background, trees, just a gorgeous shot. Um, thank you. Jeremy Haddock, shark's fin on Mount Olympus. We've got uh, a shark fin and we have a molly nipple so far. Brandon Root was down in Carlsbad State um, Beach, just outside of San Diego. Beautiful photo, makes me want to go back. Gifford Pinchot from uh, Western Colorado. Uh, Rachel Zeiler has a Christmas tree photo from the mountains. Mark Davis had a great one. He says he's on a truck, he's on truck top mountain in the Ochre Mountain Range on an actual truck top. He's laying there. That's awesome. Annetta Zepatella, um, Trail Sisters Grunt running group in Bellbrook, Ohio. So that's pretty sweet. Alex Hill, gorgeous shot of 29th Street Trailhead in Utah. Kathleen Hobbs, Payson Canyon, Paige Farnham, Wiggly Worm. We've got a worm, a nipple, and a shark fin this week from Pocatello. Dave Stevenson took a great shot down at the Capstone um, while he was running that race. Chad Smith always brings it. This is Bear Mountain, New York. A beautiful chair. Michael Kendig from England. Money. Super nice shot. Thanks for sending that in. As usual, Lee Moss has a great one there in uh, Black Mountain. Andrew Giles has single track along the North Saskatchewan River in Alberta, uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Garth Harris up Indian Trail, Megan Martinez, who's just on the show, has a great shot of the Christmas tree, as well as Ben Loman Peak in the background, Jill Wilkins, Desolation Trail, stunning shot, thanks for sending that in, Carla Nephew, Fruit of Colorado, we're all over, Chris Williams, um, around the hills until the cows came home, looks like they were out in the woods there, Heidi Waddups, Icebox Canyon here in Ogden, Christopher Pack, always sends something solid in, this week's winner, though, comes from Paradise, Utah. Such a cool shot. It spoke to me. Spencer Snow Canada, congratulations on this week's winner of the Woody Footy Award. Great shot. Thanks, everybody, for participating. A lot of people posted. Not as many as the past, but we're getting there. So keep them coming, folks. Uh, share it. Let everybody know. And, uh, yeah, this is awesome. So thank you for keeping the Woody Footies going. And uh, we have some new ideas that we'll, we'll launch later on as well. All right, let's get in some Ask Trail Manners. We're about ready to wrap up the show. Like I said, it's not a time thing. We'll cover what we cover, and then we will be done and let you get on your way. So the first one comes from Janice in Colorado. Janice says, on the Christmas show, you and Preston mentioned the Lumen Belt. Why do you need a headlamp if you use the belt and it works? Janice, this is a marvelous question. I have been asked this question multiple times, and I did this by trial and error. So... I got this belt. It's a 600 lumen by Ultraspire, which I wear every time I run at dark. And it lights up the mountainside. You look like a chain coming down the road. I love it. you got great visibility. sits lower. Not as many shadows. True light. And the first time I used it, I thought, let's do this. And I ran. It's dark. And I heard a noise in the mountains. I turned my head, and it was pitch black because my waist belt was there. So I wear a small headlamp. And that's for if I'm tying my shoes, if I'm looking off to the side, just my line of sight. You don't need a big, bright one, which I've done that as well. But if you just had something small, just you don't have to have one either. Like if you're used to it, you're comfortable, just you can use that waist belt. But I like it if I want to look to the side, if I hear a noise, um, I can look over there and actually see what's going on. 
uh, check the trail behind me without trying to do some crazy, you know, parkour 360 move. So it's not necessary. I think it's for, for other reasons, maybe safety stuff. Um, yeah. So that's a great question, Janice, because that is something I heck I have, um, been asked multiple times and it's it is a great question like i said i found out just on accident um because i wasn't uh prepared next question this one is from tracy in utah all right we got a utah question again uh you oh that's not it that's a different one saw that you went back to do some off-season crossfit training with joel at bomber athlete do you stop running when you do that? Do you back off? How do you incorporate both? That's from Tracy in Utah. Tracy, great question. Um, I only work out that Joel's or, or Bomber or, you know, weights and, and that type of thing during the off season. I don't do it during the racing times. Um, and I know people do, and that's fine. I like to do it in the winter. I'll do it uh, December, January, February. March is a question mark. Just really depends what I'm doing and the results, which I know I'm going to get solid results. Um, but I, I don't stop running. I might back off the first few weeks and not do as much just for my body, but I think it's good to do both. One, it helps me stay loose and I don't get as tight. Um, and then it's still building my base and working those muscles together, right? So I'm lifting one day, the next day I'm running. So it's not like I'm just lifting, 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 lifting. And then I try and figure out how to work my run muscles again. Um, but I do back off, I think a little bit the first month on the mileage mile month, two or three, um, again, since it's winter time, I'm not really looking for high mileage anyway. So I'm kind of looking for just a good base just to get comfortable. And then again, when I, when I know I want to ramp up a little bit, or even when the, the weather gets better, there's not as much snow and I want to run more. I just don't, I don't hit that anymore. I'll do some maintenance stuff here and there. Um, you know, whether it's some squats, some air squats, some lunges, stuff like that, but not what Joel puts me through, um, which he handed it to me this week on my first day back. And it was an easy day, but, uh, I call them my hamstrings, you know, the inner thigh, right, as they tuck around towards your buttocks, that area, from squats, wee bit tender, my friends. So great question, Tracy, and thank you for sending that in. Next up, we have Alec from Maine. Alec says, have you, oh, you have mentioned that you run really early in the morning. Curious on your routine. Do you eat first or not? Do you eat when you're done? Oh, within 30 minutes or so. And how do you translate that to race morning, same routine? That's a big question, Alec. Um, my answer to early morning running, I do not eat when I wake up. I run at 5. <clears throat> I usually get up at 4.15, take my, get my dog ready, I get ready, and I grab a cup of coffee. I drink coffee to the trailhead. I usually don't drink the whole thing because I live pretty close. I run, and it's usually during the week, my, my average run is going to be seven to oh, 6 to 10 miles, right? So it's not too far, a couple hours tops, um, depending on the weather and the trail. So it's not I'm out too long, and I just can't eat when I wake up. I usually drink a, about two cups of water right when I get out of bed, and that's just to kind of get everything going. That's kind of a routine I have, and then I grab my cup of coffee. And that's on a normal day if I'm going to work. That's just kind of my, my thing. Um, when I get back, depending on the day, I could throw down some scratch um, recovery if it's been a good hard workout, just you know get my body some of that. Or sometimes I just grab another cup of coffee and uh, make my breakfast uh, meal shake and go to work. So that's a really good question. As far as races go, that really does depend on the time start. I usually don't eat before I run, though. Um, if it's 50 mile, 100 mile, I usually don't have anything in my stomach heavy or, or a breakfast. I don't do oatmeal as well. 
Um, not, I used to do bagels or, um, I used to do pop tarts forever ago. Um, but I really don't eat anything. And I think that's just because that's how I do my normal lifestyle. So I think if I don't eat in the mornings, like a meal and I have a shake, you know, later in the morning, um, if I ate in the morning before I run, my body would be like, what's up, bro? You know, what's this business? So I try and keep it fairly consistent. I know some people have a great breakfast routine and I've talked to people. What do you eat before a race? What do you eat? you know, before you do a 50, just to get an idea, because I've messed with bananas, I've messed with Pop-Tarts, I've done bagels with whatever, um, but I, I just don't anymore, um, and I think a lot of that is just specific for everybody on, on what you eat, what you do, your routines, your diet, um, your training, I think it's just specific, so it's really hard, and that's why I pick people's brains, and I'll try it, see what works for me, so I hope that helped, um, if you if not, please feel free to shoot me an email. I have no problem just talking one on one or whatever. Not that I'm the know all by any means, but uh, I got some ideas. All right, last question. Oh man, and I saved this one for last because it's the toughest one for me. Um, this is from another great friend of the show, uh, Andrew Gills. He says, Eric, I'm running the Canadian Death Race next summer. It has a four person relay race. Who's on your team? Question mark. Next line says male, female, whoever you want. Two legs are big climb legs. Three more technical, but generally flatter ones. Andrew. All right. So this is super tough and it can go in multiple directions. I approach this on two levels. One, who would be the people that would be fun to run with that, you know, um, that maybe, I don't know, like, like what we consider, and we do, and I hate the word, I'll figure something out, or you can help me, like the elite athletes, right? The ones that are podium spots, the ones that are just awesome. Um, so there's that kind of list. Or is it more of something like, oh, if you can invite five people to dinner through history, who would it be type thing? So, I, you know, something like that, I look and say, okay, if I'm doing a five-person relay, I don't know the exact layout of the race. I know there's some relays around here. But you're kind of hanging out with these people pretty much most of the time, right? Whether you're in a van going to spots like a Ragnar or something. So it's like I want to hang out with people that I just have fun with. And so I took a, a two-pronged approach to this. One, I added – I'm, I'm fortunate to have some really good friends. So on one, I, I have Scott Jaime, who got me into the sport, who is my best buddy. And who I love, and he's a, just a stud on the, in, in that running stuff in the mountains with mountain trails and stuff. Scott Jaime. I have Chrissy Mel. She is probably one of my all-time favorite people. Um, and obviously, um, she's run a little bit, and she's had a little bit of success, if you know who I'm talking about. So I have those two as kind of my, 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 my heroes, right? They're my heroes on each side. I love them both, and not because of their running, although they're probably some of the most talented people I've been around. But my gosh, they're some of the nicest people. And you know you're going to have a giggle. You know you're going to have a laugh. Now, the next two spots, I would hold a tryout. Okay? I would bring in probably 10 people. And it would be a two-part tryout. One would be running-based. And two would be like question-and-answer-based. Because I want fun people, and I want to make sure they're on their game. So it's a tryout. So I have two spots filled. You can call them my captains, Scott and Chrissy. And then I'm going to open this one up. And I'm opening it up between, um, I'm going to use that word again, high-end, high-end athletes. That doesn't work. Anyway, like uh, Ian Torrance, 
comes to mind. He's one of my guys. Love the dude. Nicest guy in the world. Um, and then we've got Joel, right? So two ends of the spectrum as far as running goes, but two salt-of-the-earth awesome dudes because I love running with Joel. I love Ian Torrance. So I'd throw those guys on there. Um, on the women's side, we have some great running uh, ladies here that I just love running with. We have Debbie Farka, Brianne Fluman, Misty Alessandri. I love running with those three. Uh, Sarah Moore. I love running with these people. So they get it. They get in my tryout slot. They get a bib to try out with. I have a clipboard. On the dudes side, it's a little larger because I run with more dudes. Um, Jeff Hart. He's just an all-around awesomest dude in the world. Um, up in Bellingham. So he's on the list. Jim Skaggs. You can't go wrong with Jim. He's always got something for you, whether it's a, a funny one-liner or a little duck fart. One of the two. There's always something good coming from Jim. Um, so they're on there. And I don't want to say any more. And the simple fact is there's too many people. I would miss somebody because I were in my head right now. I have like 10 people that I could blurt off Harrison Fluman. Oh, there's one, right? So many people. Preston Wood. So I don't want to leave anybody off because I will. I already have, and I feel bad, and I don't want to do that. So I got my two captains, Chrissy and Scott, and I'm having to try out. It's going to be an open invitation to try out, but you have to fill out a form to get there. And part of the form has to be, do you know Eric Manning? Do you listen to Trail Manners? And you have to pay with a pack of cheese curds. So that's how you get into my tryout. At that point, all bets are off. You have to qualify. So I think that's the fairest and easiest way so you don't make people feel left out. Because there's too many people. Like, my heart hurts right now because I just forgot people that I love. Ty Draney. Right? Turtle. Come on. All these people. Um, Logan. Brad. I could name on Aaron. I could go on and on and on and more. Right? Chris. Matt. <laughs> you know? People know who they are. Megan. People know who they are. Why not you? Andrew, why not, bro? Come try out. Like, there's just a lot of people that would be super fun um, to have in that. So, great question, though. I love those types of questions, little thinker ones, and I think I've solved it when people say that. So, I'd have a tryout, and that's how that ends. So, anyway, that is it for Ask Trail Manners. That is it for the single track session. But we have a fun fact of the week or a, a little thought, okay? Now, this is these are things that could be a fun fact about me, which we've done. Um, or it could be, you know, kind of, I don't want to say an inspirational quote. I think there's a lot, a lot of those out there. So I don't want to get too like emotional with everybody. Um, but I, I want to leave you with this, my thought of the week or my fun fact of the week. We have more possibilities available in each moment than we realize. So think about that every time there's possibilities in everything we do. It's usually not one or two. There's more than that. So Explore your possibilities, folks. Do what you need to do. Get out there. Do it, whether it's running, whether it's work, whether it's family. Get out there and make, there's a lot of moments you can make. Make the moments. Make the moments with your friends on the trail. Make the moments with your loved ones. Make the moments with your coworkers. Make the moments with yourself, okay? But go out there, get those possibilities, and make the moments count. So that's this week's episode. I'm throwing my shameless plug in. We got a donate button on the Trail Manners website. We also have a Patreon account, patreon.com backslash Trail Manners. You can give two bucks a month. That's like having a cup of coffee with me um, every month. We can look at it that way. Every little bit helps. I sure appreciate it. But at the end of the day, I love you all. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you for your patience with us. Thank you for standing by us through the years. 
and I am thrilled to death to be back behind the microphone, and I'm thrilled to death for 2020, and I hope and and really do hope that I get to meet more people this year, um, part of the Trail Manners community out there. So thank you so much. This is Eric Manning, your host of the Trail Manners podcast, single track session number 144, and I'm out.